Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Not Your Average Tea Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tabaria, and today it's the Lions episode. It's Lions week, and surprise, surprise, Zach Wilson is back. <laughs> so, Zach Wilson has been promoted to the active roster. Previously, he has been the third-string quarterback and has not dressed for any of the Jets games. However, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Mike White got hurt during the Bills game for a couple of plays. The Jets saw what they had in uh, Joe Flacco, and they said, hey, we're not doing this again. We're not going to put him out there again. So he's going to be a third string. He'll be inactive. But let's get into what happened last week versus the Bills. And this is one of those games where the Jets lost when they should have won. And if they would have won, it really, really helped their playoff chances. However, the Bills are the Bills, and they're a good team. They're coached well, too. So the Jets lost this game, even though even though they lost, though, there was a bunch of positives to take from this game. So let's get into some of these positive takeaways here. Starting out with the performance Mike White had. All right, Mike White was on another level again this game. He threw for 260 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. It's a positive from the week of the Vikings. But this game was another one of those games where he pretty much said this after the game, but he showed it during it that you're going to have to scrape him off the field if you don't want him to play. He took a couple big shots during this game, and he took more than two big shots, but two shots that kind of knocked him out of the game had him go into the blue tent, had him go into the x-ray room, but he came back after every time, and the first throw back each time, was a clutch big throw, whether it was to Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, or Denzel Mims. He stood tall in the pocket, delivered the throw with the touch and accuracy that he needed to. He didn't care about his ribs. Mike White laid it all out there. He wanted to beat those Buffalo Bills. But let's talk about this. The offensive line definitely failed Mike White here. You know, they let him take some shots that he shouldn't have took, and, and those shots came on like first and second down. On third down, they were money. But on first and second down, you looked at them and said, what are you doing? How do you let Matt Milano come through the line and blitz like that? And, you know, the fact that they let him get hit so much actually cost the Jets the game. They lost 20-12. to 12, And on one of the plays, he Matt, Mike White gets hurt. Joe Flacco comes in. Joe Flacco's in there. And he gets a strip sack. And... The Bills get the ball back. And I think that's when the moment that the Jets fans and the Jets coaches knew. You can't put Mike White and Joe Flacco in this game if Mike White gets hurt. Mike White is doing a fine job, and he should be. And he, The plan is for him to be the starter the rest of the way. However, like Joe Flacco, it's time for you to hang it up. And I think that's what the Jets realized this week, too. Another positive from this game is Zonovan Knight, a.k.a. Bam Knight. Continuing his emergence, carried the ball 17 times for 71 yards and a touchdown. He got his first touchdown, and as of this recording, he won Rookie of the Week. That means 10 for 10 every time a Jets fan has been, a Jets player has been nominated, a Jets rookie has been nominated for the Rookie of the Week, the Pepsi Rookie of the Week. They won it. That's pretty cool. But Bam Knight, he was another bright spot here. We lost Brees Hall. And Bam Knight was inactive for a few games. Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, James Robinson wasn't getting it done. 
So the Jets said, we have nothing to lose during this playoff push here. Let's put Bam Knight in and see what he has. And to Bam Knight's credit, he showed up. He showed up last week against the Vikings. He had a long run. This week against the Bills, he had a long run. Finished with 17 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. And run the Pepsi Rookie of the Week. Bam Knight is here to stay. Now, I'll get into some of the other, other running backs that played in this game later on here. But Bam Knight, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, that's going to be your three running backs who are active on game day going forward here. Bam Knight has proven itself. Brees Hall would have won Offensive Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt. And Michael Carter has been a culture leader, stalwart to this team. He doesn't have to juice those other guys got, but he's still pretty good. On to the wide receivers here. Garrett Wilson broke the Jets' rookie wide receiver receiving record and is on place for 1,000-plus yards. This kid is special. And I, I saw today that if he hits four catches against the Lions, he breaks Wayne Corbett's rookie catch record. This dude's just breaking records, and unfortunately, he only has four touchdowns. But I think if he had a couple more touchdowns, he would have been, like, in serious contention for a Pro Bowl bid, at least. However, he is the current favorite over to Kenneth Walker, who's playing right now and not looking so good for Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And the Jets might have both the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year on the team. I'll talk about the defensive player who is favored to win that a little bit later here, but let's keep going here on other good positive things that happen on this game. We're going to go to the other side of the ball for this and talk about Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams, in two quarters of football, had two sacks and looked like he was on his way to dominating this game. However, after his second sack, shortly after that, he ended up hurting his calf muscle and he didn't return for the rest of the game. This was a major blow to the Jets, and luckily they had Sheldon Rankins back who came in for him and ended up producing the sack, but... Like, Quentin was dominating this game up until this point. Quentin Williams now has 11 sacks on the season. The first Jets pass rusher to have double sacks since I think probably Calvin Pace, which seems like a billion years ago. And I think Quentin really should get more consideration for defensive player of the year. Now, if the Jets handle their business, and they dominate the Lions like they're supposed to coming up. They dominate the Seahawks, who have a horrible defense. They dominate the Jaguars, who have a horrible defense in the Jaguars. They have one more tough game after that, maybe. But no, no, they don't have a tough game after that. And after that, it's, it's the Dolphins, who they beat already. And two of us look terrible. If Quentin Williams plays against these next four teams, and he continues to put up the performance he can he did against the Bills, who are the number one seed in the AFC, Quentin Williams should absolutely be in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. That's something we're going to be watching out for here. So even though this game was close, this game was close, and another positive but not so positive thing that happened throughout this game is that Jets had some injuries. And even though they had these injuries, though, they still were in it to the last second. They lost Corey Davis in the first or second quarter to a, a, a concussion. He took a knee to the back of the head, and you can't fault him from that. 
He's been hurt a lot, but you can't fault Corey Davis because another player put his knee in the back of his head and got a concussion. They lost him, though. Then they were driving the ball, and it really felt like the Jets were going to come back from this, right? Uh, so other injury was obviously Quentin Williams, but then after that, you, know, you put all the injuries aside, the Jets are still playing. They're driving. You think they're going to come back from this. It's 12-20. to 20. Michael Carter, the running back, Fumbles the ball, Bills take over, and Jets don't get the ball back. That's game. And from looking the play, watching the play back, it doesn't even appear like somebody punched the ball out. It just looks like somebody put their body against Michael Carter and the ball popped out. But that wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was Mike's white, Mike White's toughness and I understand, but we got to talk about Michael Carter. He does not look like he's 100%. It looks like he should definitely take a backseat role. And I believe, I look at the stats he did, he only had five carries this game. Everything else went to Zonovan Knight, went to Bam Knight, as it should be. And looking at this Seattle game, Bam Knight, I'm not looking past the Lions or the Jaguars, but against Seattle, they're... Run defense is atrocious. This should be all Bam Night here. We're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what to expect from the Lions. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. This is Lions week, so we got to talk about the Lions here a little bit. The Lions are coming to town this week, and I'm going to be honest with you, they are fighting for a playoff spot. They are in the hunt in December for the first time in a long time. They remind me a lot of the Jets. And I saw something on Twitter earlier that said, like, this is the Lions' second matchup this year. The first matchup they had was the Lions versus the Jets in the Senior Bowl, which is awarded to the two worst teams every the previous year. So last year, these were the two worst teams. This year, this is the two teams fighting for playoff spots. So that's really cool to see. However, it's still the Lions. we got to beat them. We're going to beat them. And this is why I think the Jets – should be favored in this game. I think I checked earlier today, and it was a push. Because the Lions score a lot of points. The Jets defense is really good. So Vegas is saying, this is going to be a tough matchup here. But this is why I think the Jets should be favored. This is my Brian Windhorse. This is this is suspicious. This is my this is my Brian Windhorse here. So when the Lions play at home or in any domed or enclosed stadium, they score about 30 points per game. Do you know what the number drops to whenever they play outside or in cold weather? 18 points per game. The Jets haven't allowed 30 points per game all season. This is looking like a very, very favorable matchup for the Jets' defense here. And Mike White's playing, and... The Jets' offense has averaged about 250, 275s passing yards since he's been in the quarterback here. And you know who has the worst defense in, like, the whole NFL right now? You guessed it, the Lions. The one thing I'm looking forward to here also is that this is going like, to be like a playoff game atmosphere. All right. The loser of this game has a, such a hard time getting back into playoff position here. But the winner is setting themselves up very nicely in order to continue a push toward the playoffs here. The matchup I'm going to be watching for, 
Jamison Williams is back, and he caught a touchdown last week. It looked like a bust of coverage, but he's back. Jamison Williams, let's see how often the Lions try to line him up against Sauce Gardner. Because Sauce Gardner was elite last week, and that's another player I didn't talk about much earlier. But Sauce Gardner versus the Buffalo Bills held Stephon Diggs, who's maybe people's wide receiver one, either him or Justin Jefferson, to 37 yards. And I know, like, you saying, okay, well, if Sauce held him 37 yards, he can't be, Stephon Diggs can't be wide receiver one, but Sauce does this to everybody. All right, he held Justin Jefferson to 45 yards. This is just what Sauce does. And so this week we get to see Sauce either versus Amaran St. Brown or Sauce versus Jamison Williams. And either way, that wide receiver, you can just go ahead and call that a game. Now, DJ Reed on the other side has been playing very well as well. But DJ Reed, he's like third in the AFC Pro Bowl rankings right now. He's playing phenomenal. He's playing out of his mind. Just Twitter's doing their thing, trying to get him in the Pro Bowl. And that's going to be a fantastic matchup here. So my final prediction for the Lions versus the Jets is going to be 24-13 Jets. With that, everybody, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Not Your Average T-Town Podcast. I'll talk to you soon.